This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Thursday, September 21st. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Organic farming booms. Texas and cotton get Purdue's attention. Export promotion gets Senate backing and food label deal. The latest numbers are out on organic farming in the United States, and they show that sector continues to boom and attract new producers. According to USDA's latest annual survey, sales of organic crops and livestock products rose 23% last year to nearly $7.6 billion. The number of certified organic farms, meanwhile, increased 11% to 14,217. Number of certified acres increased by an even larger amount, 15%, to 5 million acres nationwide. Chicken sales sizzle. Organic milk continues to be the most popular organic commodity. Farm sales of organic milk rose 18% to 1.4 billion. Organic egg sales increased 11% to $816 million. But sales of organic chicken are pushing eggs for the number two spot after shooting up 78% last year to $750 million. California continues to lead the nation in the number of organic farms with 2,713, followed by Wisconsin with 1,276 and New York at 1,059. California's farms accounted for $2.9 billion in sales last year, nearly 40% of the nationwide total. Purdue does the Texas two-step. Agriculture Secretary Sonny Purdue will be in Texas for the next two days, and he'll hear a lot from cotton growers about both Hurricane Harvey and their broader need for more federal assistance. Today, he's looking into damage from Hurricane Harvey. He'll be joined by House Agriculture Chairman Mike Conaway and holding a roundtable with producers at El Campo at southwest of Houston and also visiting the Houston Food Bank. Cotton growers are expected to use the meeting to make their case to Purdue for another round of Jenning cost share payments. Industry leaders Purdue will meet with include the CEO of the largest cotton cooperative in the region, as well as a board member of the Texas Farm Bureau, Bob Reed, who lost 400 acres of cotton to flooding near Bay City. Purdue heads out to West Texas tomorrow with Conaway, where the secretary will hear from cotton growers there about their concern with not being part of the Farm Bill's price loss coverage program. Purdue will speak to members of the Southwest Council of Agribusiness in La Mesa. New app speeding damage assessments. Purdue should have more up-to-date information on Harvey damage than his predecessors who would have at this point. Staff with the Natural Resources Conservation Service in Texas, the NRCS in Texas, using a new smartphone app that allows the agency to assess and document agriculture damages much faster than before. The app allows NRCS staffers to geotag photos they take with their smartphones, avoiding some of the time-consuming paperwork they've done in the past. The satellite maps the app uses are updated frequently. According to the agency, reports that once took hours to complete now can be done in minutes, reducing staff time as much as 80%. The app had been in development for months, but NRCS staff rushed to finish work on it in advance of the hurricane. Beefing up export promotion. A bipartisan group of senators wants to double the amount of funding in the Farm Bill for promoting sales of U.S. farm commodities overseas. 
The bill would gradually increase funding of the Market Access Promotion Program from $200 million to $400 million a year. The Foreign Market Development Program would be increased from $34.5 million to $69 million annually. A similar bill has already been introduced in the House. President Trump's fiscal 17 budget proposal proposed to eliminate both programs, which provide funding to industry trade groups for overseas marketing and promotion events and programs. A coalition of farm groups that back the two programs say the funding for them has not kept up with spending by foreign competitors. The coalition said, as trade becomes an increasingly important part of farm income, applications for funding have come to far exceed the actual allocated amount available. A 2016 study by Informa Economics found that a 50% increase in funding for the programs and increased industry contributions could increase U.S. exports by $3.5 billion, boosting farm cash receipts by $1.7 billion. Food industry pledges improvement on date labels. Some of the world's biggest food retailers and manufacturers have agreed on steps to simplify date labeling and reduce consumer food waste. The agreement by the Consumer Goods Forum is aimed at standardizing label practices by 2020. The steps the companies plan to take includes having one type of label, an expiration date or use-by date for perishable items, and a food quality indicator or best-by date for non-perishable items. The exact wording will be tailored to the region where the food is sold. The companies also plan to form partnerships with nonprofit organizations to educate consumers on what the labels mean. Confusion about date labels is considered one of the largest contributors to the global food waste problem. An estimated one-third of the food produced globally each year goes to waste. The companies involved in the effort include Walmart, Campbell Soup, Kellogg Nestle, and Unilever, as well as European retail giants Tesco and Carrefour. Here's today's She Said It. Simplifying food date labels is an important step forward in preventing food waste and will help end the confusion related to sell-by dates. That Maria Fernanda Maya, Senior Vice President of the Kellogg Company. Well, that's Daybreak for this Thursday, September 21st. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by McLeod, Watkinson & Miller, America's most experienced law firm in agricultural and derivatives law, and by Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Daly.